Welcome to another episode of Experiencing the Truth. We came up with that this last week. That might change. <laughs> we'll might see what happens. <laughs> we're doing this not because we think that we're, uh, well, for me, I'm, let me speak for myself because Pastor James is a whole lot smarter than I am. Uh, but it, it, it stems from there's a lot of questions in the church. And I feel like we do things without really knowing why we do things that we're not coming. I think a lot of times we're not coming from an area of I'm submitting to what the truth is. I might not get it, but this is what Jesus says. I'm submitting to the truth. But the problem is, I think that we know a lot of traditions, but we don't know truth. Mm -hmm. And so this episode today, uh, we're talking about laying on of hands and why is that important? What is the history in that in the early church uh, fathers practicing this? What did Jesus say about it? Did Jesus do that? So we're going to be going uh, over all of that in this episode today. Yeah, you know, I think um, there, there are. There's a lot of things that we've just always done, and we tend to be comfortable in them, and we often fight for them and want to stand for them, but really have no reason, idea why we do those things. Exactly. What I, when it comes to laying on a hands, I think laying on a hands almost falls in a category a little different than that in the fact that we really don't do that anymore. That laying on of hands is almost more of an uncomfortable practice. And so you see a lot of people praying for people, but they really don't recognize how prevalent, common in the Bible it was. And, and I think in many ways, we just don't believe maybe that it is necessary to to be something that we do today. Mm -hmm. And, and a lot of times in scriptures, uh, we'll read the Bible. And we were talking about this earlier, uh, the number of people, when they read the Bible, that the, they don't let the Bible inform them. Mm -hmm. They kind of inform the scriptures and they want the scriptures to support what they already believe, as opposed to what true repentance is changing the way you think. And, and whenever you read the Bible, there should be repentance going on. And that's not an emotional feeling bad uh, about uh, doing something. What it is is when I read the scriptures, it changes the way I think. Mm -hmm. And then I pursue or desire uh, to think and to walk differently than, than when I first, you know, before, than before I read the scriptures. Yeah, I think a lot of times people look at this as a moral handbook and mm -hmm. not uh, a historical account of God's um, involvement with broken people, that this is just a historical account of, of God manifesting his presence in people's broken like situations. Mm -hmm. And people like look at it, well, all these terrible things happen in the Bible, so I can take some stuff out and then only listen to some but you're you're not reading the Bible right. Like that's not the purpose. Right. The purpose of it. And if you do take stuff out, we've talked about this before. Where do you stop? Yeah. Because it's just going to all center around around your moral relativity, which that'll change day to day. Right. And year by year. And so. and you don't need uh you don't need to defend the truth. No. The truth can defend itself. Exactly. And I think we get caught up in trying to defend the truth rather than discover the truth. Yeah, I mean, and so, so that's what I'm hoping we'll do today. Yeah, discover, discover the, the truth. truth. There you go. <laughs> it may sound a little better, right? Yeah, the D and D. You think the the title of this podcast would be? I don't know. There you go. Well, let's start out in in Hebrews chapter six, verse one, and we're going to start talking about the laying on of hands and how does that fit in our day to day life? How how should we look at the laying on of hands? And the Bible is very clear; it gives us numerous examples. Now, I understand there are a few verses where miracles took place, things took place where there was no laying on of hands. But those scriptures are far less than the ones that talk about the importance of laying on of hands. And really, the foundation to this is found in Hebrews chapter 6. So let's read it. It says, Therefore, let us leave the elementary teachings about Christ and go on to maturity. So basically, he's saying these are the elementary teachings of Christ. We should already know them. We should already be practicing them. And we should be going on to deeper things. Um, you know, something that came to me even while I was, was writing this is 
so much has become has become about grace and grace is incredible i i'm not denying the power of grace but what i've discovered is how people have prostituted it almost mm. um grace sets us free from death yeah. forgives us of our sins it brings healing it brings power into our life i mean it just sets us in a righteous state but grace does not re replace the pursuit that we have for Christ. Hmm. It should fuel the pursuit for Christ. Yeah. And I think a lot of people say, well, I'm saved by grace, so I, I don't really need to pursue God anymore. Or I'm saved by grace, I don't need to obey God. Uh, Christ did not give us the gift of grace so that we wouldn't pursue God. He gave us the gift of grace so that everything was, all the condemnation was out of the way. And really it's the condemnation that prevents us from being in relationship with. He removed that out of the way so that we could get on this pursuit and journey with the Lord. And it's like a life. There's elementary, there's beginning teachings. And then we move on to other things. And it's not about just being um, saved, baptized in water, baptized in the spirit. Now we're done. It's, there are other elementary things that God wants to be in our life and be part of our life. Mm -hmm. And it says, not laying again the foundations of repentance, which is changing the way you, you think, from acts that lead to death, and the faith in God and faith in God. So the first is repentance. The second's faith in God. There are six. Instruction about baptisms, and we know there are three baptisms. The laying out of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. Those are all key. All six of those are key fundamental elementary teachings of the church and right in the middle of it it talks about the laying on of hands i think we'd all agree uh uh eternal judgment resurrection from the dead the baptisms the foundation of repentance and faith are all extreme but many people would never have put the laying on of hands in the middle of it and the writer of Hebrews says, this is an elementary teaching, and you should get this, practice it, should be a part of your life before you ever move on. Hmm. Why do you think that is, that we've left that out, or that's become something we don't talk about? Because I think in some ways, when we, um, you know, when we accept grace, we, we literally become lazy in our faith. Hmm. Like, we, we just don't think laying on hands is going to make a difference. Yeah. Just like we don't think prayer makes mm. any difference. Like, God's going to do whatever he wants to do, so why should I pray? Because God's will is just going to be, so why do you do it? Exactly. And, and if I pray, do pray for you over something, why do I need to lay hands on you? Yeah. God's just going to do it. Mm -hmm. We don't really believe that laying on of hands actually makes a difference mm. in any of the, anything that we do in ministry. Yeah, it's like almost... There's, there's a peace that comes with the sovereignty of God that you know that if God, God's gone ahead of you, he's the mm -hmm. great I am, he's the beginning and the end, right. but he chooses to walk with you in the now. There's a peace that can come with that, <laughs> but, but with that also is a laziness where if you're not thinking about it the right way, it can be, well, what's the point of me even trying right. because he's already got it ordered and he's just going to get his will done regardless. But do you think... You said you said something in a life hack one time. I remember you talking about how we prayer actually you enact the will of God or you bring the will of God down to earth. Uh, what, what do you say? I remember you saying something. I can't remember and I don't yeah. want to watch it. Yeah, I think there. So first of all, we were created in the image of God. Yeah. So we were created with a spirit, which mm -hmm. is the perfect part of us. We have yeah. a soul, mind, will and emotions and we have a physical body. Yeah. And I think sometimes we think God just works with us. Mm -hmm. outside of our physical body mm -hmm. like he doesn't want to use our mm -hmm. physical body yeah. to do the things that we need to do and and when we pray um uh, you know we really do reach up into heaven you know the lord's prayer says let your will be done in earth as it is in heaven yeah. literally what we're doing is we're reaching up into heaven and we're bringing god's will to earth and we're releasing it most people do not believe that God wants to participate, he wants us to participate with him in what we do on earth. Most of us think God's just gonna do it by himself because he's just this removed, he's aloof, he's kind of like that introverted God um, that's just gonna do his thing and we're his little servants that are kind of playing his little game of, uh, of uh, 
uh, whatever, you know, uh, settlements of some yeah. kind. And, and yeah, we're playing Catan and, <laughs> and, and he's kind of moving the pieces and we just got to deal with what he does in our life. And that's not at all why he sent his son, Jesus Christ. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, so that we could really have removed out of the way anything that's preventing us from being in relationship with him. And God wants to participate, wants us to participate in body, in our spirit, in our soul, and in our body. Hmm. And we see that from the Old Testament to the New Testament, that that there is a, a God literally like works with men and women, and he uses uh, and he asks them to participate in using their bodies to do the ministry uh, that he wants to do in, uh, among people. I think um, like we can talk about this like for hours, like the reason how God wants to participate with us, not use us, but participate mm -hmm. with us. But in the sense of, of laying out of hands, as I was, to be honest, man, like I'm still new to this stuff, like um, and understanding like the doctrine, like, and the 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 and beliefs and different like what things that I thought were traditional. As I was starting to do research on this, I remember you like presenting it. You want to talk about anointing and anointing and oil and laying out of hands. I'm like, I actually don't know. Like, I don't really know like the reason behind that. And so it's really challenged me to to start digging. And as I was going through uh, all these different stories in the Bible, it's not a laying out of hands as if this is just part of tradition, but it's literally directed uh, a trajectory of someone's life. And we see that in the Bible uh, with Isaac wanting to bless his son. Yeah, There was a story in the Bible too, where I thought it was really interesting, where um, I was he hearing a, a pastor talk about how he was blessing, uh, Jacob was blessing his sons, uh, Joseph's sons, and he, was, he couldn't really see very well. And so Joseph brought his oldest to Jacob's right hand to get the blessing and his, his younger son to his left hand, and Jacob, being prompted by the Spirit, switches his hands and blesses the younger. Hmm. And Joseph is frustrated. They're both getting the blessing. So why was Joseph frustrated if, if laying on of hands was just a traditional mm -hmm. type of thing? So there's, there's a lot of different, and I'm, I'm sure you're going to elaborate on that. Oh, yeah. I mean, from the beginning... Uh, from the beginning, there there is something about the physical body, and I think the first thing we all have to get over, and and if you're a believer in Christ, this isn't uh, magic. No, <laughs> and uh, it's not superstition. It's not symbolic. No, I think yeah. you know we talked about how baptism is kind of symbolic of what's happening, mm -hmm. and because it's physical, we somehow in our mind don't understand that physical there is a physical body type of uh of interaction that is as spiritual as anything else yeah. and that that when we uh when we do anoint i mean you go through the bible uh we talk about the hand of the lord you know if something incredible happens we say boy the hand of the lord was upon yeah. them or the hand of an activity if there was a the hand of the lord was on it well i mean the hand plays a big part uh, in the entirety of our life and just an activity we use our hands for so many things and if you can imagine a hand without um um without a hand without your hands uh, it's it's you know it'd be incredible how difficult life would be without the activity of our hands mm -hmm. but um you know the hand of the lord fell on elijah when that happened he was able to uh uh, out literally outrun the king's delegation yeah. because the hand of the Lord was on him. When the hand of the Lord falls on us, there there's incredible things that happen in our life. And then he tells us, the Bible tells us to lay our hands on mm. on on people and that we're told in the Old Testament again and again in Genesis 27 you talked about how Isaac was to lay hand, uh, laid hands on his son to release the blessing in Genesis 48 when Jacob laid hands on his grandsons in Exodus 28 when they ordained Aaron and his sons to be the the priests of they Moses laid his hands on him and mm -hmm. Moses imparted spiritual authority to Joshua and when he did that he laid hands on him and in fact in in numbers it says 218 says so the Lord said to Moses take Joshua son of Nun a man in whom the spirit of leadership is the spirit of, has the spirit of leadership 
And then it says, lay your hands on him. Hmm. He commands them to lay hands on him. And, and what we would say was, that was before grace. That we was before grace. The whole Old Testament yeah, like, it's in, it's incredible. It, in the book? it, we, it yeah. was an activity that happened, and we just say, mm-hmm. I, and, I, and we'll get to the New Testament because yeah. it's all over the New Testament mm-hmm. as well. Deuteronomy says, "Only be careful and watch yourselves closely, so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen, or let them fade from your heart as long as you live." And then after it just says it, it says, "Teach them to your children and to their children and after them." And I think what's happened is is we've underestimated the importance of laying your hands on, and, and why that's important. Because when you lay your hands on, it does a number of things, and we'll talk about that here in a moment. But I was reminded of one where uh, someone in our in our church was talking about how they lay their hands to on their children at night before they go to bed to bless them. And how they've seen not only has that brought blessing into their lives, like into their kids' lives, like they have seen their children receiving it because the children are seeing how it's making a difference in their life. They recognize, and and he said, yeah, they had done something wrong, and he had punished them for doing what they had done wrong, and and expressed to them how much they loved them. And but the child came back later and and took his dad's hands. And put his hands on his head and said, wow. Dad, will you bless me? Hmm. And that's an incredible testament to the power of laying on of hands. Well, there's, there's, there's a lot of verses uh, in the Bible that talk about this kind of, uh, this desperation for God. Mm-hmm. Right? Like where I think um, we become cynical. Yeah. And cynicism kills faith. Yes. Like we're, we're cynical and we feel like we have to lot. If we don't logically know, you know why this works, I need to know the science behind it and everything behind it. Cause otherwise it's weird. If, if I don't know why it works, I'm throwing it out completely. But what you, if, if you're expecting, you're not going to get, get anything out of it. You'll, you'll get what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for the if you're looking for God, you're gonna, you're gonna get something out of this. But I think a lot of us go into it like all like willy nilly. And it's like, you know, know, I'm just gonna do it. And I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm entering into this to just prove that this is not real. And I'm just doing it because, but to have that heart of that son, it's like, no, I like, I believe this is just to be true, but your belief then informs your actions. It doesn't, it doesn't, it transfers from just a tradition to like, like, no, I, I, I want this blessing. And you see that throughout the Bible where even with Jesus, people just needed to touch him. Mm-hmm. Like the lady with the issue of bleeding just touched his cloak and power. It said power went out from mm-hmm. him and she was healed. Yeah. That there's something like our hands are instruments of God. Right. And I think a lot of us, we just cynicism creeps in and we throw it all out because we've experienced some weird traditions in the church. Yeah, and it's funny. We'll see one verse that maybe says that someone was healed and no one touched them, and we think, well, see, there that proves everything else wrong. Mm-hmm. No, it just means somebody prayed and it happened. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I mean, look at Jesus' ministry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read these verses, uh, and I want you to hear them because it's just over and over, and yeah. it's just in really one place. Luke 4, 40 says, At sunset, the people brought to Jesus all who were uh, uh, who had various kinds of sickness and laying his hands in each of them, he healed them. Mark six, five, he could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. Hmm. Matthew eight, three, Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing. He said, Matthew eight, 15, he touched her hand and the fever left her. Hmm. Matthew nine, 29, he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, it will be done to you. Matthew seventeen seven. But Jesus came and touched them. Get up, he said. Don't be afraid. Matthew twenty thirty four. Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. Immediately they received sight. It just goes on and on into Mark and Luke and John in the ministry of Jesus. Jesus was laying, and Jesus was the Son of God. And when he, he was touching hands, and there, there may not be any science in what takes place. I think we know for a fact there's power in touch. Yeah. Um, when someone's going through something that's tough, to be able to be hugged by something. There are people, when they hug you, you feel the transfer of something. Uh, or, but, but especially in our hands, when we touch them or we lay hands on them, there's something that's released from us 
to them uh-huh. and and they believed that even in the early church and, I, and I'll go through the early church some things Acts 6 5 through 6 it says the proposal pleased the whole group they chose Stephen and a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit and and it goes on all the way to verse 6 they presented these men to the apostles who prayed and then laid their hands on them uh, uh, Barnabas and Saul in Acts 13 1 through 3 um, that while they were worshiping the, the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set them apart, Paul and Silas, for the work I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and then sent them out. Philip and Samaria placed their hands on them. And what's interesting about that is in Samaria, when they did that, Peter and John, in verse 17 uh, of Acts 8, it says, Peter and John placed their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Something was so evident that Simon the sorcerer, who was sitting there, saw what just took place. And, and it says in verse 18, when Simon saw that the Spirit was given at the laying on of hands, mm-hmm. the apostles' hands, he offered them money and said, give me also the ability to do the same thing mm-hmm. when I lay my hands so that they might receive. He recognized that there was something about laying on of hands, and this was Simon the sorcerer. Who did it? And 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 we sit here and we really, you know, we struggle to believe that it's part of this kingdom experience that we're part of. That that whenever we can in any situation, we should recognize the power that is in us is released through our hands and when we lay them on people. The truth is, this is considered weird. <coughs> yeah. Um, power yeah. through our hands, um, and no hate or disrespect, but. I've seen like friends of mine that say they, they receive energy and charging through rocks, like special like mm-hmm. uh, rocks, but through my hands is weird. So we can, and this is what I say. I'm like, I don't think it's, it's bad to say the things of God are weird. Yeah. Um, I think we should acknowledge it, but that doesn't mean that we don't prevent ourselves from doing it. A lot of times when I'm like witnessing to people are telling them, I'm like, it's okay to think this is weird. It doesn't make sense. You don't have to logically know it. Does that mean that God's not going to like, you, you, you know what I mean? Like if you, just because you think it's weird, uh, I think we have to address that this is, it can be uncomfortable. It doesn't make sense. It goes on against human logic. But first Corinthians two fourteen promises that all this is foolishness if the spirit hasn't revealed it to you and i see that in in acts uh where i was just reading where it talks about how um uh, it was just right after what you were talking about hold on here acts 19 5 6 on hearing this they were baptized in the name of the lord jesus when paul placed his hands on them the holy spirit came on them and they spoke in tongues and prophesied and then in 1 Timothy 4.14, it says, Do not neglect uh, neglect your gift, which was given to you through prophecy when the body of elders, when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Mm-hmm. That there is this gift. And I it was challenging me, to be honest, when um, when you're leading someone to Christ or you're, you're trying to show them what you've experienced. There's things that I've experienced that I can't explain. And so it's okay. You believe. They believe in, in Jesus as Lord. They're baptized. And it's I, I I'm being honest. I don't know if I've if I've done that enough. I've done that in certain times, but it hasn't been like a responsibility. We're like, hey, this is the next step. The Holy Spirit will come on you, and there'll be a transfer once I lay my hands on you. It doesn't make sense, but it's, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, it, isn't it funny that we uh, these are this like the the things that the the Word of God in Scripture tells us to do, mm-hmm. and we say it's weird. Yeah. And um, what's interesting to me whenever I hear that, I always kind of chuckle because we came after God. Like, I think it's like the perspective is, I wonder if God looks at us and goes, isn't it weird they don't lay hands on each other? Yeah. You know, and and like like we're calling the one who created us and what he what he asks us to be a part as strange. And I think that's because we've just been a part of culture. We just don't do it. Mm-hmm. We're so engrossed in how the enemy has kind of pulled us out of kingdom thinking, mm-hmm. and he's made believers uncomfortable with kingdom mm-hmm. practices that we call them weird or strange, 
rather than recognizing the power. And, and in the same way, you impart, like we impart, when we talk about the laying on of hands, we're really giving examples of all kinds of great ways, things that come from the laying on of hands. Yeah. In the same respect, and this was told to me early on in ministry, you should not allow people to lay hands on you that you don't know because yeah. you don't know what they'll impart in you. So yeah. not everyone who says, I want to pray for you, you shouldn't just say, yeah, come on, lay your hands yeah, on me. It's not me. some random Joe Schmo part. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the, uh, it's, the, it's the connection. What are you plugged into? Right. What source are you plugged into? And, and, if we, and if we think that it's just so God's asking us to do something that we can't understand, mm -hmm. it, it, there's a lot of things we don't We didn't understand germs. Yeah. And if, when they came out and said there were little germs that were getting, now we understand it, the science of it. So it makes sense to us. But at that time, it thought, we thought they were just being stupid. Like you, yeah. you couldn't see it. There was nothing that, like, I personally think there probably is a science that we have yet to discover yeah. about the physical touch and things being transferred. And I do believe, because I believe God created us. Yeah. And that's why the scriptures yeah. say that as elementary teaching, with resurrection from the dead and eternal judgment. Mm -hmm. This isn't just a light thing. He's saying you need to, this needs to be such a comfortable part of your life yeah. that you can move on from mm -hmm. that and not have to try to figure it out. It's God. Like I, I work on this. I'm like, God, can you, can you take me out of my, my comfort zone and like the traditions that I grew up in? Once I got out of the house and I started going into ministry, I felt like there was a lot of things that God just, pushed off the table yeah like everything you thought you believed <laughs> was literally nature versus nurture like you grew up in this yeah but that ain't really truth like yeah where did you show me your like source where you, where you believe that or that belief mm -hmm. comes from and then you think in your head and you're like oh so it's god and for me where i am and not seeing things clearly and taking a humble approach where it's like god's not frustrated with you if this doesn't make sense, yeah. you're not condemned. That's if right. You, if you don't, if this doesn't make sense to you, it's God, like search my heart. Like if, if this doesn't make sense to me, but like what it says in Mark, help my unbelief. God, I believe, but help my unbelief. Yeah. And I think that's the approach we need to take. And it's not, if you're, if, if, a, if an infant is walking towards his dad and trying to take steps and he falls, I pray to God that the, the dad is not going to kick the kid. Um, or punish the kid that is trying to walk. It's, it's oh my goodness, he took three right. steps. Like, yeah, they're we excited. Have such a weird approach because we don't see God as a father. Right, and 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 when you're saying like, well, we got to understand it before you do it. Like, I don't understand no. how to photocopy your works. Yeah. And I don't try to understand how it works before I use the photocopier. I don't yeah. re be quite honest. I don't care how it works. Mm. I mean, there have been times where I'm sitting there going. Who in the world came up with the concept and the science of photocopying? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's great. I get the blessing of using it, but I use the photocopier without having to understand how it happens. I use the camera and a phone without understanding how it happens. Mm -hmm. I don't fully comprehend how a radio works, but I still use it. It's funny how we think we need to understand how the laying on of hands works. Mm -hmm. If it works, and you, 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 we use it within the context of blessing people. And, and literally, uh, in the Bible, we see this over and over again, where, where when they would lay their hands on people, it was for blessing. It was for imparting. It was for healing. It was for the bat, like to receive the baptism <laughs> of the Holy, Holy Spirit. It was for commissioning. So if they would commission people to go out and do ministry, uh, you know, Alex, um, and we talked about this uh, earlier today in a meeting we were in. We were talking about how um, how many more things could have been transformed and blessed and empowered if we had just laid hands on. And we had talked about how, like, I was praying with someone, and and uh, I went over and I laid my hands on them. The moment I laid their my hands on them there was like almost an inner shaking that began to occur and he began to break down. And there was this, this almost this imp impartation of transformation in them. And when we use those words, impartation or transformation, we think, Ooh, now you're getting <laughs> weird. And man, if we're at that place where the laying of hands is that foreign friend, your home isn't the kingdom of God. Yeah. 
that it isn't the kingdom of God because in the kingdom of God, it's in elementary school that they teach you the laying on of hands. Mm -hmm. if, if you think you're mature because you've been saved for 30, 40 years, but you, you struggle with the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you're struggling with laying on of hands, friend, you, you, have, you may have been saved, but you haven't matured. Because it says we're, we need to leave those things beyond, behind and move into the deeper things that he has for us. And, and who are you to judge? Yeah. I saw something inside of me thought this was, I respect people. Well, respect people regardless. But I, I, I get the idea of someone making the claim or the argument that God isn't real. There's no God, right? But if you say... I saw someone um, on a video say, God is evil. So you're telling me you're looking at a God who created you and you're here on this earth over the, the millions of years or billions of years you say the earth has existed, humans only being there a small portion of it and even developed humans being there for a small portion of it. And you, among all those years, living at 25 years old, making a claim that God is evil when you were created by him and living in his world. How narcissistic is that? Mm -hmm. Where that is, that needs to become the mindset. When you actually step back and you, if you believe that God is real and you're making a claim that he's evil, how, like to me, that's so stupid. And if you believe, and then you need to figure out if you believe this is real, because if you believe uh, the Bible is the inerrant word of God, then these things need to challenge your thinking like what you're talking about in the beginning, not you trying to pick apart everything in right. here because this is, this is the authority. If you're a Christian, this is your authority and things may be weird in it and don't make sense, but do you need logic to be able to submit? Like there's this verse that I'm going to read right now. Mm -hmm. Try explaining to me the science behind what happened, all right? So Second Kings, if you guys want to open up uh, 13, uh, 20 through 21. I know we have a neuroscientist in our body, so I would love to hear the the science behind what, how this happened. Elisha died and was buried. Once, while some Israelites were burying a man, suddenly they saw a band of raiders, so they threw the man's body into Elisha's tomb. When the body touched Elisha's bones, the man came to life and stood up on his feet. Yeah, that makes total sense. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, and I missed that too. I'm like, that actually happened. Like that actually happened. That's crazy. Like the touching, like it touched his bones and it was, he was dead, but it's still charged with the that power was of God. Something that something in it, power. I mean, and you, and you say that today and people think you're a freak. Yeah. If you believe that. Um, mm -hmm. But they often believe most of the supernatural is, is freakish. Like that does not happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, you know, um, the, the, the kingdom of God is powerful, mm -hmm. and yes, it's transferred from generation to generation to generation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether it's your children, and we see it in the Bible, uh, fathers, whatever happened to fathers blessing their children, mm. you know, uh, laying, like literally, you say, well, how does laying hands work for me? It's just very common. It should be a common part of our life um, that if we have sons and daughters, we should put our hands on them and bless them every day, whether they're in bed at night, bless them. If they're struggling in school, start blessing your kids, but lay your hands on them and bless them. If, um, if you know people who are sick um, it's one thing to pray for them, but you should go to them hmm. and lay your hands on them and literally release your faith, just as Jesus did. If the Son of God laid his hands on them, I think sometimes um, we make the Scripture more complicated than it is. It's pretty simple, and it's simple so that all of us understand it. Um, and, and, and we were talking, too, uh, in the same conversation earlier today, you know, uh, you don't need to argue it. We don't need to argue. Really, what we're doing is revealing how much laying on of hands is in the scriptures. Mm -hmm. If if you disagree, you're not disagreeing with us. You're really disagreeing with the exactly. 
the incredible number of scriptures that talk about the laying on of hands. And one of the things I truly believe, um, if you have ears, you're going to hear. Mm-hmm. Like, the truth reveals itself. Yeah. When you believe a lie, mm-hmm. how do you know that that's true? And uh, I've always said, you don't need to defend the line of Judah. He can defend himself. You know, I don't need to walk, and you and I don't need to walk in front of the line of Judah with their swords. He doesn't need bodyguards. No. Uh, and when the truth is spoken, those who have ears hear, and they know she it's the truth, that that's right. Mm-hmm. And, and there are people who aren't even serving God, mm-hmm. but they want to know. Yeah. Like their ears are open. The yeah. Holy Spirit's dealt with their heart. And you may be listening to this, and you said, I've never given my, I don't, I've been to church in my life, or maybe I have, and I was hurt, but I'm hearing this, and I know what you're saying is true. Like you just know in your heart, mm-hmm. that's the truth. Because truth doesn't need to be proven. Yeah. Truth is understood. You were created for truth. Uh-huh. Have you ever stopped to think of this? Um, when God created you, he created you for truth. You were not created to consume lies. Hmm. And that's why lies are so destructive to who we are, because those lies never, we always are confused, we're we're unsettled. We don't understand why. And and when we hear lies and we try to apply, they don't work. And so we get frustrated. But when the truth comes, it's like you're home. It's like you're like, you just know. That's the truth. I know that's the truth. And, and there is something about walking in the truth where everything you walk in just starts to get blessed. And I want your home to be blessed, but you're going to have to lay hands on your home. You should pray for your home. You should lay hands on your home. Uh, I lay hands on our seats in our in our buildings, in our in our sanctuaries where we have church. I actually walk around and lay hands on the seats. I, I lay hands because I believe that something is we receive, we contain, and then we broadcast. I receive life. When I go to God, I contain it inside of me as a container. Physically, I contain life, but I also pass it on by touching. I'm broadcasting life by reaching out and touching someone and broadcasting to them life. It's like taking your socks. And rub, yeah, and then giving to power and a shot. Yeah, I receive <laughs> and I transmit. I mean, like, practically... Um, what does this look like? I think the difference between the Athenians of the day, like the Greeks, they just wanted to think themselves into doing, and the Jews mm-hmm. were like, well, let me let me put this into practice. They were doers. I think a lot of us are thinkers, and we have a lot of aspirations. Like what it talks about in Romans 7, if, if you read that verse, it's talking about there's a lot of do-dos. I do what I don't want to do, and I don't do what I know I want to do, and do, do, do. Yeah. And there's this war in our mind, and I think, God is saying, like, what's the harm in this? If you're laying your hands on someone, like, try me in this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm telling you, this is a command. You don't need to logically get it. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. And it's amazing. Uh, place to start, lay hands on your spouse. Yeah. Just pray for them. And when you pray for them, lay your hands on them. It's incredible, the impact, especially if you're a husband and mm-hmm. and you're married. Obviously, if you're a husband, you're married. Uh, go to your wife, lay your hands. It's incredible what you will impart to them and how it will attract them to you um, because that's what they're looking for is that covering that God created you to be in your home. To your children, you're having problems. You don't understand why they're going through it. Begin blessing your children uh, by laying your hands on them. Um, uh, if it's in the workplace, begin, you know, if you're with people and they're strong, you know, whatever it is, just, just, you don't need to say, well, you know, I watched this podcast and they talked about laying hands. Can I lay hands on you? Uh, I don't, you don't need to get in that. But, and, and it's such a natural thing that people, don't freak out about like when you walk up to somebody and you say, can I pray for you? And you lay hand that people don't, they're not freaking out by it. And, and whether it's 
the baptism of the Holy Spirit, they would lay their hands on them and they would receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Um, if it was healing, it said that they went and laid their hands on them when it would talk about, and this is all in, in the New Testament, uh, uh, when they were commissioning them to do a ministry, they would lay their hands on them and they were being commissioned. It's again, it was in everything. It was like ketchup. Like it goes with every meal, <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter if it's roast Amen. or a burger, Amen. man, ketchup's good for every meal. And in laying of hands, it was just, it was a constant connection and it ties, it gives uh, uh, a, 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 a continuity between one generation and another generation. Oh, so God's calling. God's calling you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it gives continuity between a generation to another generation. And when we pass on, like I, I was mentored by a, a pastor um, of 30 years older than me. And when I left the church, he laid his hands on me and he, and he commissioned me to go. Same with um, Reinhard Bonnke, who uh, when we, we spent the day with him, he laid hands on us and and Alan Langstaff, and I could go on and on of people who, who uh, had a great anointing on their life, and, and I was like, man, I, I want to I experience that in my life, and, and uh, I'm going to submit. Will you, will you bless me as you were blessed? And people think, well, that's strange. That's not going to happen. Well, I, I, Abraham kind of thought it did. Uh, Jacob kind of thought it did. Isaac thought it did. Elijah thought it did. Jesus kind of thought it did. Paul kind of thought it did. The apostles kind of thought it did. So maybe I'll, I'll agree with people that um, have, you know, not only lived and did that and saw great, incredible things, then maybe I would, you, um, you know, I, it's, 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 it's not, this isn't human teaching. This isn't, this is really, really part of the kingdom teaching that God has. There's a, and these are your notes, so I'm not plagiarizing this, but yeah. I, was, I was going through it and I'm like, this is a closing statement right yeah. here where it is like, this is powerful. I was reading it and I'm like getting shook right here. Totally like removed from this conversation and it, it's talking about hands and Hebrews one ten. in the beginning, Lord, you laid the foundation mm -hmm. of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands the creative hands of God. What all uh, did he do with those hands? What can those hands uh, laid upon to us? What, what, what does that do to us when they're laid upon us? The amazing science of the hands, the 27 bones made up of carpus, which is the wrist, the metacarpus, which is the palm, the digits, which are the four fingers and the thumb. It consists of 35 muscles and tendons. It is the end of an arm, center of touch and feeling. We all rely heavily on the use of our hands and to lift up my hand is surrender. Mm -hmm. The raise of my hand is a sign of worship. Yeah. That I think a lot of us, it, it's all going to be brought down to your opinion. Yeah. This is not what our opinion that we're teaching. We're teaching truth that comes from God. This is not opinion that we're doing this. And I think a lot of us, this is like, might be corny, but I, I'm thinking like right now, we're talking about laying down our logic and saying, God, I surrender my hands to you. Now you transmit through me what you want to do. Like I, I don't understand the gifts. And those that you give and us. those hands become worship. Exactly, because you're laying down that that whole idea of surrender. What is surrender? Mm -hmm. I can't. I'm laying down my will. I'm letting go of the driving. Like the I'm, I'm not controlling my life anymore. God, you know what? I don't know what's gonna happen, but I trust you. I don't know the purpose. I know the purpose behind this, but Lord, I believe, but help my own belief that there's something so powerful about that. Like what a closing like idea. Like I went to the end of your notes. I'm like, oh my goodness, we need to. Yeah. I mean, you, if, you, you think of the creative power of God's hands Yeah. and our hands become his hands. Yeah. Like we surrender Crazy. our hands so our hands can become mm -hmm. worship as they fulfill his purpose. <clears throat> You, you keep bringing up this thing of you think, though, that's just your opinion. You know, it's funny because there was Elijah and then there was over 200 priests of Baal. And they would have told Elijah, we're the majority, you wow. know, we'll go. Let's. And Elijah says, OK, let's prove it. Uh, 
you call fire from heaven to light this sacrifice. And if that's your God, I will worship your God. Yeah. And and they went on and on. And Elijah talked trash with them, mocked them. Even it says that he well, maybe your gods are sleeping and that you just need to wake them up. Yell a little louder. I mean, that's literally what Elijah yeah. says to him. And then they can't do it. And he says, OK, guys, move over. Mm-hmm. And he go. He just basically calls on God and fire comes from heaven and consumes the fire or consumes the sacrifice. And he even put water. He added water to it. He, he says, I'm going to show you it's an all-consuming fire. Uh, the reason I believe in the laying on of hands is because the Word of God says it. The reason I'm here teaching on it and talking mm-hmm. about it is because I've done, been obedient to what His Word said and done it and then experienced yeah, yeah. the truth actually happening Mm -hmm. and and a lot of times we want god to do great things we just don't want Mm -hmm. to do it his way Mm -hmm. but if you want god to do something you have to do it the way god wants it done Mm -hmm. otherwise you're stuck with you doing something Mm -hmm. and and so whether you like it or not uh that's up to you but it's not a matter of whether you like it. It's a matter of whether you'll be obedient to the word to actually lay hands when you go to minister. And, and it's an elementary teaching. There's, there's laws um, of science, mm-hmm. right? We're not, um, it, it's, it's kind of like, not, it's not smart to think that uh, I'm going to eat terrible my whole entire life and then and then expect never to get a heart attack or never to be overweight because what led you to that decision? Your what, what is this, the the phrase? The systems of your life are designed right to you know what I mean. The the systems that you have your life set up uh, are working perfectly fine to get the results that you're experiencing. That's right. right. Now. So these there's been a lot of maybe things that you've set up systems in your life that have been your own human logic you need to swap it out with this. It might not make sense, but I think a lot of times where we have that idea where it's like, God save me or I'm going to jump off this cliff. God, give me wings so I can fly. But it's like, man, if you were just obedient and, and obedient to the laws and the instruction manual that, that God has left us here on earth to just follow that, that I think a lot of times obedient obedience leads to blessing because you're walking in and you're under the covering uh, what God has given us, which is this book that we understand the, the teaching of healing. And he's given us countless stories that we mm-hmm. can refer to. The people of the Bible had it a lot harder. This whole idea of Jesus coming down to earth, it was, it's so fresh. And we didn't have examples to live off of. We are, have a, such an oversaturated culture of the gospel and different teaching and different podcasts. We just need to start living our life that way and stop praying as a last resort and a first response to then influence our actions. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, God, I'm mm-hmm. praying not to just seek your hand, but I want to enter in where it's no longer Alex Preston that lives, but you live and you do what you need to through me. I There's nothing good within me. I want to participate with you. Yeah. That's when things are going to start shaking in your life. That's a that's a crazy prayer to pray. Yeah. Like denying yourself, your human logic and the logic that Elijah, the powerful thing about that was he told when he was calling down fire from heaven, he put water on the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense when you're trying to start a bonfire? No, no one does that. The reason why he did it, it goes against logic that no one can make an excuse that his God wasn't more powerful than our human logic and what, yeah. what, you know what I mean? So I think that's the approach that we need to take where you need to stop living the systems of your life by your opinion and relativity, what culture tells you and start taking it. Yeah, because your opinion will already shape what you're going to do. Yeah, exactly. You will never learn. You, you cannot, you can have an opinion, but a person who is open to the truth is mm-hmm. going to be some, this is my opinion. Yeah. And, but I want to know the truth. Is it a right opinion yeah. or is it not? Yeah. And, and if it's not, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be beholden by something that I believe, but doesn't work mm-hmm. and push away everything else. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm, I, I want to understand. I want to believe what's true. And, and if we're truly on a pursuit of truth and experiencing the truth, then we have to lay down all our traditions and what we've thought 
And we have to let the Bible inform our yeah. opinions yeah. instead of our opinions informing the Bible and, and reading them into the Scripture. We need to just really lay down aside and say, I know that there are some things that are not true, that are lies, and I want to understand them more. And I would encourage you, when it comes to the laying on of hands, one, to practice it, yeah. you're going to see an immediately ch immediate change. And if you have questions, just read the Bible. Yeah. Uh, you'll see it again and again. And I mean, the whole thing with Simon, and he wanted to buy it so he could lay his hands on. There was power coming from their hands. Uh, there is something very real about this. So it, it is something that I, I uh, truly hope that believers begin to get back to we don't preach on it hardly at all that's why it's mm -hmm. so uncomfortable because we're never talking about it yeah. uh, we're never bringing it up we talk about the rest of those things listed in 6 1 of hebrews um, but we don't talk about the laying on of hands and it's listed with them as mm -hmm. fundamental truths yeah so you're gonna hear a lot of this i know it's uh it might sound like a rendition uh, where we're gonna talk about different important topics uh, in the Bible and we want to answer your questions to be honest like this is fun for us to be able to uh, to kind of kind of challenge the way we think the whole idea of this is to challenge the way that we think that it's not a tradition anymore that we're actually looking to scripture and if this is the unerrant inerrant word of God that we are seeking this for truth and we're starting there that this is not an opinion but we're trying to put uh, what God has said into practice so by no means uh, am I a seminary expert and all this stuff. I just read my word and you can do the same. This is something that you can put into practice. And the whole goal behind this is we want to um, get you into gear and experience this life changing, uh, this, this life that's commissioned by Jesus that is not just with a, a pastoral title in front of it. Our job is to equip you to do the work of the ministry. So we hope that this... Uh, equipped you this week but we want you to put this into action maybe that's going to walmart maybe that's going uh to your kids basketball game and and you have someone that was injured or someone that's sick put this into practice but i would pr i would pray that you would open your heart this week and maybe you disagree with it but take it to god say god like i i don't understand this to be honest i disagree with it but i lay down my logic for your truth. If this is true, God, reveal it to me this week and open your heart. And I think you'd be surprised uh, with God's response. So again, thank you for joining us this week. Uh, and let us know if you have any questions. You can email me at pastoralex at bethelsrock.org. We want to answer your questions and we will see you uh, next week.